It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions. I know the last couple of weeks we have Pastor Nick Cady uh, fill in for me on Thursdays, and for that I'm very thankful. Thank you, Pastor Nick, if you're listening in, uh, for being so accessible and ready to jump in uh, as different things come up in my schedule, and I'm not I'm not able uh, to jump on the radio this Thursday afternoon, but I am today, so I'm grateful to be here with you. Uh, it is, for you guys on the East Coast, I know you'll be hearing this a week later, um, but today is a solemn day in our city in Aurora uh, because it marks the five-year anniversary, if we can call it that, of the Aurora Theater shooting. Uh, and I have in my hand a list of names uh, that of, of people that lost their life uh, in that shooting. I, I want to read their names to honor their lives, to remember them, uh, and to honor uh, the faithfulness of the Lord uh, in in knowing that by faith in Jesus Christ, even if we die, Jesus said, we will live. And we have to remember with these kind of tragedies <clears throat> that the Lord is reminding us of the pain and the hurt in life, the pain and the hurt in, you know, the families here, as we're praying for their families, they're, they're living with loss every single day, uh, some more than others. I was reading through, I posted on our social media today, we, I have a personal uh, Facebook, I have a personal Twitter, I have a personal Instagram, and we have church uh, accounts, so if you want to stay in touch with us, you can connect with me through my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor, E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R.org, I, I blog on grief, life, grief, and ministry there, uh, and the reason why I blog and, and I write articles on grief is because uh, our son, Eddie, at the age 26, um, had experienced his homecoming, and he's in the presence of the Lord, uh, and uh, grief just, man, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, and the tragedy that surrounded uh, Eddie's particular loss, and then these guys going to a movie, um, it's more than words can describe, and so we want to honor the, these that lost their lives and pray for their families. So just to read their names. Jonathan Blunk, Alexander J. Boyk, Jesse Childress, Gordon Cowden, Jessica Gowie, Matt McQuinn, Michaela Medek, Veronica Moser Sullivan, Alex Sullivan, Alexander Tevis, Rebecca Wingo, and John Larimer. Father, I pray for the families of those that we've just read. I pray for the grief that five years later it doesn't, it doesn't end uh, in the senselessness of the tragedy, um, the stupidity of murder and mayhem at a movie theater. I have another list here, Father, you know, of the many people just connected to our little fellowship that were in one of those two theaters that night, including many that either on staff or were on a part of our ministry staff here. And we pray for them as well, as they have PTSD symptoms and flashbacks and memories, uh, sleepless nights and fears and anxieties that they never asked for. Uh, we honor the first responders today that have forever embedded in their minds the horrific 
sights, sounds, and smells of that theater that night. Um, I think of the police officers, paramedics, theater employees, FBI agents, chaplains. Uh, Father, we acknowledge to you that life is broken, touched and tainted by sin, and that you alone are our hope. And on a day that marks a horrific uh, event in the life of our city here in Aurora, Colorado, we declare your goodness and your power over sin and death, that through the power of your gospel, you demonstrated to the world that you love the world, not just a little select group of the world. You love the world, and for the world, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for them. And all who would believe would experience that which you gave. And all those that would resist would not experience your love and reject it and resist it. As Jesus looked over the city and said, why do you guys resist so much? So, Father, we just start the show in memory and acknowledgement. And looking at these names, uh, just knowing that in different ways the memories come back. Um, And I pray for Nick and Bo and Josh and Tana and RJ and Preston and Ian and Phil and Johnny Pray for Tucker and Marie and Elizabeth and Michelle, Tyler, uh, Giovanni, Carlos, Amanda, Daniel, Kimberly, Rolando, Jake, Trevor, Ted, Manny, Priscilla, Chris, Stephanie, Devin, Lewis, Nick, Ryan, Adrian, Alex, Lauren, Liz, Brandon, Jeremiah, Lindsay, Joel, Daryl, David, Micah, Simi, Robert, Jerry, Chris. I know that's not an exhaustive list of those that were a part, used to be a part of our fellowship or somewhat connected to our church, Lord, but I'm grateful as I look at this list that they all survived. So Father, we start this time and we dedicate it to you that you would be glorified and honored in every way in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I'm so grateful to today, uh, Pastor Jason, an Aurora police chaplain. He's also a staff pastor here at Calvary. He uh, had it upon his heart, along with Kenny uh, and a few others, to have a first responders uh, barbecue on our parking lot today. And the great turnout, he said. We've just been able to to give free food uh, to so many. Uh, He said it, uh, I just got a text. It's been a well-attended event. Then he sent me a picture of this state trooper. Um, His name is Andrew, and he's hugging. They're there for a picture. It says, uh, this trooper, Andrew, knew Eddie, not very well because he was in Alamosa, but now he's in Castle Rock. Uh, And so Eddie was a state trooper here serving in Castle Rock, uh, praying and preparing to head off to the California Highway Patrol. He was almost there uh, before he collapsed. So I thank you, state troopers, uh, for loving my family and uh, being a part of a family that Eddie loved, man. He, He wanted to be a cop since he was a kid. And so thank you guys for putting your life on the line. Uh, you guys, you police officers, Aurora Police, Jerry, um, all you guys. I know, Jerry, you were there uh, that night. And uh, we love and appreciate you and all the Aurora cops that come to our church. Some you know and some you don't know. And that's a good thing. That's the way they like it. Uh, so let's get to the phone lines today. Uh, that will be our devotion, just thanking those that put their lives on the line for us every day, every day that... Um, you protect us and, and you have fulfilled the 
calling that God put upon your life to be a police officer. 303-690-3000. Let's see. We're going to pick up on the next phone line. Uh, Nick is Nick is online. Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> thank you guys very much for what you're doing and the the being a servant for all of us out here. But it's really good having this uh, type of ministry on on the air. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, man. What a what a blessing. It really is. I've, I've gotten some great teachers just from listening to you guys, like Jack Hibbs and all kinds of stuff, and it's pretty amazing. So thank you. Huh. Um, right on. Question, a question for you. Um, I've been reading kind of through Revelations, and uh, I just got done with the book of Isaiah, and I'm curious on Revelations chapter 12, 1 through 6. Okay. Like trying to take the Bible literally, um, Yes. it seems like it's really, really in-depth. Uh, there's a lot of... I don't know the word for it, but it's just kind of hard to understand of what it means. Um, and I've heard some uh, other different ideas on it, and uh, I'd like to hear your idea, uh, your opinion, sorry. Are you asking who the woman is? Oh, uh, no, just all together. Like, what, like what is the, the stars in the, he- in the heavens? Uh, I, I look at it right now, but I'm driving. Uh, as if I okay, got well, off work early. Okay, well, let me read it for everyone that's listening so they... Uh, and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, on her head as a garland of twelve stars. Being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. And his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven, threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 days. Uh, and in a very quick summary, because it's a, it's, a uh, it's a longer Bible study, yeah. I believe the woman is, is the nation of Israel. Uh, we get, we oh, tie this sweet. woman oh, together. that's right, okay. We tie this woman together with, remember, Joseph's dream in Genesis 37. Uh, and I always like to remind people, in order to understand Revelation, we have to have a firm grasp of, of the entirety of the Old Testament. And throughout the Bible, Israel is depicted as a woman or a wife or even an unfaithful uh-huh. wife. And here at the end, she's on center stage, uh, crying out in pain, giving birth to the child, capital C, which would be none other than Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And then we have the fiery red dragon, which is pretty obvious who that is. Uh, and there's a cosmic battle. Is that is again we come back to Genesis, uh, where the devil is wanting to destroy uh, the seed, uh, wanting to destroy Israel, which from which the uh, from which the Messiah will come. And that's a real quick summary of what I think Re- Revelation twelve one through six is. So, like the the hundred was that the hundred and thirty days? That's Jordan, right? They flee to Jordan. Yeah, it's, many people believe that's a reference to Petra, uh, the rock city of Petra. But whatever it is, uh, or whatever it is, you, you know, because now Petra at one time was impenetrable, but now with with satellite technology and planes and bombs, Petra could be wiped out in a heartbeat in that area. Uh, so, however, the protection is, it will be supernatural protection. Uh, that there is, she's going to be protected. Verse six. 
and a place prepared by God, feeding and taking care of her there. Uh, but yeah, I, I forget the reference, but the reference puts us puts it into the area of Jordan, um, which many scholars believe is Petra. Yep. Wow. All right. Thank you very much, Pastor. I really cleared You're welcome. up for me. Great question. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you guys. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, uh, 303-690-3000. Uh, we have a pretty serious prayer request for a cousin named Nancy and her whole family because her husband was killed in Colorado Springs, um, murdered, it looks like, with two suspects, and only one has been caught. So, Father, we pray for the Maldonado family as they grieve the horrific loss of George and... We pray for the protection of the community where there's still a suspect on the loose. And there's so much going on, so much dynamic of loss and fear and anxiety. I pray that, Lord, your your heart and your mind would be uh, embedded upon those uh, that are there, uh, that would be embedded upon a comfort and a peace upon this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, phone lines are open right now. You want to text me? Uh, text me at 720-336-0897. So appreciate everyone that's joined us. It's not new anymore. You guys are regular parts of our ministry family here uh, that listen on Hope FM on the East Coast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And, of course, you guys here in Colorado and Wyoming and Nebraska on Grace FM. Uh, remember, when you guys are listening on Grace FM, you're listening live. This is a live broadcast, uh, unless at the beginning of the show it says it is a rebroadcast because on occasion, because of holidays and such or sicknesses, we have to rebroadcast. But mostly, 90% of the time or more, it's a live broadcast. Um, we'll let you know when it isn't. And then on the Hope FM, guys, you guys get to hear it on a one-week delay. However, if you call while the show is on, you'll get on the air. You just will hear it a week later. Uh, and and so welcome to the program. We got open lines. Let's go to line one. Tim is calling from Maryland. Tim, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, okay, so I spent the entire last week in China on business. Oh, okay. And in China. Yes. In, Be in Beijing. And, okay. I, you know, I know what you, you hear stories about Chinese and uh, persecution of Christians. So I was in Beijing, and I was in very nice hotels and very nice restaurants. And the staff who were there waiting on me, hand in foot, they were so very nice and conscientious and just wanted to be just the best they could be. And I I made it a point to just start to talk to these folks here and there if they spoke English. But I asked them a very simple question, which was, do you know who Jesus is? And I would say four out of the five people that I asked had no clue, nothing. Then I would say, do you know what Christmas is? Just to try to ring a bell or something. And I kept thinking to myself, what is going to happen when the Lord returns? And there's millions upon millions upon millions of people who have no idea 
who've never heard the name of Jesus. What does that mean for them? And I'm just befuddled to, to understand how this is all going to work. Um, when the Lord returns for His faithful, it, 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 I look at these people, they're all very nice people, and I, I just can't imagine that they would just thrust into the Great Tribulation to have to deal with the Antichrist and the market. I just can't see it happening. I'm not, I'm not, so I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Um, well, let me ask you: um, it, Are you when you're when you're sharing this? Is is your observation coming more from emotion or from your understanding of Scripture? Um, I would say it's, it's probably both. Um, I, I, I do I slightly consider myself to be somewhat learned with the Bible, but yes. what, what 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 causes me to think? about these people and think that they're not going to be maybe left behind. I, what, is that verse where Jesus makes a reference to the church at Laodicea where he says, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but no, you are lukewarm, so I will spit you out. It's almost like he's saying he's not going to spit the coal out. Like, is there a different path for people who literally have no understanding, no knowledge whatsoever of who Jesus is. Okay, so I think from a Bible, you know, because I, I can get both of them. Um, I can get both of the perspectives. That there definitely is an emotional response to what you experienced and, and what you saw. And then there's the biblical part, because the biblical part is actually much easier uh, to to lay out than it is the emotional because no one is going to stand before God without excuse. Not the waiters that you met, not the person right. in the middle of the jungle uh, that has never even met uh, a person that speaks their language that can share the gospel with them. No one. The Bible is very clear that no one's going to stand before God without excuse. That they, they, they will have no excuse for the condition of their soul when they give account for their lives, and so. The next question then becomes, what do you mean, Ed? What do you mean no excuse? Well, every human being on the planet, the Bible teaches us, has been created in the image of God. Uh, dogs weren't committed, created in the image of God. Birds aren't created in the image of God. But man has been. And one of the attributes that God has created and put into man, a couple of the attributes, but one of the most important attributes that God has created in man is the ability to know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, we often right. refer to that as conscience. Every man has a conscience. It, it's not a conscience of morality that they have learned through schooling or through their parents. This goes much deeper than that. Of course, parents and schooling can refine the conscience, but every, every man, woman, and child, every baby born as I speak has been born with a God-given conscience. And as that baby develops... Uh, they begin to make their decisions based on right and wrong, um, not even having any clue of what the gospel is or the reality of of the gospel. They know between right and wrong. Like for example, if uh, if a if let's let's take the illustration and send it to the middle of the jungle, and we have tribe A that speaks one language and tribe B speaks another language, and they're on opposite ends of an island, and tribe A decides. Let's go over to tribe B and destroy their village, steal their women and children, and burn it down. And, and they do that. 
They go over, they steal the women and children, steal the stuff, burn the village down, and the men of Tribe B are sitting there with great loss and and feeling they 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 have these feelings coming up in the inside of them, probably pain, probably difficulty, but one feeling they have is revenge. Would you agree? Sure, you with me so sure, far? Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that I they would say Let's go. They would. They would probably come to a conclusion like this: What just happened to us is wrong, and we must avenge ourselves and make it right. So, yeah. so living in the middle of nowhere, uh, never being exposed to the gospel, how would they possibly know the difference between right and wrong? Oh, sure. I understand. Unless God it's gave God, to them. God wrote, yeah, I understand. Okay, so so we have we have that in man. Number two. Every man, woman, and child on the planet has been given uh, the what we would call the light of creation. Uh, they can look at a mountain. They can look at a tree. Uh, they could look at a dog. They could look at a the, they could look at a lot of things and come to the conclusion as they should that I didn't create this. Something or someone. They may not come to the right conclusion, but they will write ask the right mm-hmm. questions or make the right observation. And it's simply all of this around me. I did not create. Uh, I'm not responsible for this. There is something outside of me that has created this world. And so God has given every human the light of creation and every human being the light of of conscience, which is designed to enact within them a desire to learn about eternity. Because the Bible says that God has put eternity into the hearts of men. And that idea that there's something more than life. Now, I'm explaining all this to you because it applies to the waiter that you met and it applies to the person in the in the jungle. It applies to the person. I meet people here in the States that have never heard the gospel before. Surprising enough, I meet people here all the time. Um, I, I wouldn't say every single day, but at least once a month I come across someone. Have you ever heard the gospel before? You know, Or they might say, yeah, and then when I explain it to them, like, I've never heard that before. Uh, and, and so it applies to all of them. And, and here's the thing. If a person responds to the light by suppressing it or turning away from it or ignoring it, they're the responsible party. And God will deal with them in a, in a very real way, uh, in an equitable way. I don't know how, because the Bible doesn't tell us all the right. details and intricacies, but we know that he'll deal with them justly. But if a person responds to that light, like, for example, this waiter that you that you were sharing with, that you shared the gospel with, no doubt responded to, while he wasn't seeking necessarily, God sent to him a person from, the, from Maryland that was doing business in China, that was staying at a particular hotel and eating at a particular restaurant at just the right time. God had a missionary man available to this waiter and now he is completely without excuse because you explained the gospel to him. And so I don't know how it's all going to sort out exactly. Uh, I, I do know this, though. No one has an excuse, not even that waiter, oh, yeah. and especially now because you gave him the full story. Yeah, as best I could. I mean, he didn't speak English that well, <laughs> but uh, I tried to explain the basics. I mean, how do you agree? I'm with you. Can I give you one yes. other thing that, I did, that, that did occur that was rather miraculous, if you don't mind, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So so I, I was over there a whole day where I had nothing to do, so I, I called up a car service, and 
the driver showed up, and it was it was Sunday, so I knew I wanted to go to a church. So I Googled, and they had a, they have a church in China. So I just I, I found one that had an English-only service. They had five services throughout the morning. So when, when the driver came, I got in the front seat. He was startled by that. He wanted me to get in the back seat. And I said uh, through the translator on my phone, I said, hey, we're going to go to church. And he said, okay. And I said, and you're going to come with me. And he thinks he's my servant while we're there. He doesn't realize I'm, I'm there to take him to church. And he'd never been to church before, never knew who Jesus was, nothing. And we got to the church, and I was explaining to the people there in, you know, in English. I said, this guy's never been here before. He's nervous. We sat down. They started playing a worship song. He saw that everybody was standing up. That the church was full of the Spirit. And within five minutes, he was singing those songs. His hands were raised. I was astounded at this. That it would just come to him so quickly. And he sat and listened to the sermon. I, I just couldn't believe it. See, that wouldn't happen in the States. You take someone who's not a Christian. Anyway, it, it all, we, we had, the service ended. I bought him a Bible. I showed him where to read. It's like it just, it was like natural to just cling on to this, to our message. I just, anyway, it was, it made my day, it made my, you know, my week being there. But anyway, I just wanted to share that part with you guys. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for calling in from Maryland. We're, we're glad to be okay. a part of your life out there. Okay. You guys have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Got open lines available. Let's go to a quick word of encouragement by Bianca. Bianca, you got about a minute or two to share. Hello, Pastor Adam. I just want to give a word of encouragement to... I don't know who this is for, but you've been wrestling with the Lord lately and what you're going through. I don't know what it is, but you just need to obey the Lord. And and if there's something that's holding you back from being obedient, just try to just pray to the Lord and ask Him to reveal how it is you should make that decision. Wonderful. Well, God is God is speaking through you to someone. Amen. Thank you. Well, have a good rest of the show. Thanks, Bianca. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We're coming up on the first break. And once again... I know you guys on the East Coast are hearing this one week later, but for those of you live here in the metro in Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, it's the five-year mark of the Aurora Theater shooting. Uh, We prayed for the survivors in our church and for the families that lost loved ones, for first responders, but we also know that the situation affected far more people. We just want to acknowledge you uh, today, if you're listening in, uh, acknowledging uh, just uh, how the tragedies affected you, uh, and and how you know the memories and the thoughts. Uh, it's forever changed our city. Even though so many in our city want to move on like it never happened, uh, and move on like um, and, and in some reason I don't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, everyone goes on with their life after great loss, and it's just different uh, depending upon uh, how it affected you personally. But we, you aren't forgotten. Let's just put it that way. You're not forgotten. And uh, we pray for you often, you know, not just 
uh, not just on the anniversary, but often. And uh, just grateful for what the Lord is doing in giving us uh, his comfort and his, e- his, his peace that passes all understanding. All right, got an open line, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, coming up on the break, and then we'll be back to take your phone calls and your texts. Don't have any text pending, 720. Uh, some days we have 20 texts, and some days we have zero, uh, but you can text me if you like, 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live on Grace FM Live and Hope FM Radio Networks. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. It's the second half of the program. Grateful to be a small part of your life today as you're driving home, perhaps, or getting things ready for dinner, or getting ready for a soccer game, or lacrosse, or whatever it is that the... the Whatever it is that you're preparing for or you're doing in this moment, we're talking about the things of the Lord. Here's a text question. What should I do if I'm smoking marijuana? Stop it. That's what you should do. It's not good for you. Stop. It's not going to end. It's not going to end well. Um, I know it's legal in Colorado, but just because something's legal doesn't make it good. So what should you do? You should stop. Now, uh, should you get help? Should you come into an addiction ministry? Is depends on how far and how deep you are, how addicted you are. Um, you should stop. 303-690-3000 is the number. If you want to talk about it, call me. Uh, it's hard to do it by text, but if you want to talk about it, call the show. We'll talk about it openly and um, and see where the Lord might take us in your particular situation. We're going to move on to Tammy. Tammy is calling from Aurora, Colorado. Tammy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good. Um, I have a prayer request. Um, We have a friend of ours whose son has a brain tumor, and um, he's been struggling with it for a couple of years. And they went in on July the 5th, and the shunt that they put in him failed. And he actually... Um, ended up having a massive um, infection in his brain, and they put in a drain to get rid of the infection. The As of yesterday, the infection finally came back negative. So okay. on Monday, they're going to go back in and put in a new shunt into him. Okay. So if you could just pray that um, he makes it through that. He's only um, 16 years old, um, um, really humble kid, and doing really well considering the circumstances. So if you could just pray for him. Father, we, we lift up this really cool kid, Lord, that is suffering such a traumatic injury, uh, difficult. We're grateful you know, for the, the reports coming back, and we're grateful for the medical technology that you've allowed us to ha- be a part of in our day and age. Uh, and we pray for the success of the surgery, God, that you would, that you would touch, that you would heal, uh, that you would have your way, God, with 
um, this young boy and continue to be a piece to the family, continue to be a piece to the the doctors, you know, and, and especially him at 16, everything that he's had to go through, everything that he's had to deal with. Um, I pray that you would make yourself known during this trial, because we know God, according to your word, that trials are to draw, draw us closer to you. They remind us of your strength and your faithfulness. It's I think it was Paul that said, in our weakness, well, Jesus, you said this, in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. Um, and we don't always like that. We want our strength made perfect through our own efforts, or we want our strength made perfect by maybe what we perceive as a perfect life. But instead, you, you work countercultural. <laughs> You're different. You, you work in us through our weaknesses. And we thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Make sure to tell us, um, call us back and tell us how it goes. I definitely will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tammy. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions, talking about things pertaining to life and godliness. Let's move on to the next caller is Ben. Ben is calling in from Littleton. Ben, welcome to the program. Hey, Ben, are you with us? All right, I'm going to go to, he had a question on Daniel chapter 12. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Uh, I thought we go immediately to heaven. We do. Uh, and Or judgment when we die. Well, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So those that die in Christ immediately go into the presence of the Lord. Those that die without Christ go to a holding place that we often refer to as Hades or hell, that will then be brought before the great right throne judgment and then thrown into the lake of fire. What we're reading about in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, is a description of death. Uh, and there's a, there, it's, it, the, really the real question is what happens with the resurrection body? And there are two, two points to that. One, believe that you get your resurrection body right away, and one, believe that you um, uh, get your resurrection body uh, at a later time. Uh, and there's... That's a big debatable issue, uh, but I was just reading from Spurgeon this morning uh, that he, I was reading uh, one of the things he said is that uh, we will be in the presence of the Lord and get our resurrection bodies later, uh, and so there's two views on it, uh, and you can hold to either view and be a strong, valid, beautiful, wonderful believer. 303-690-3000. Let's go on to line number two is Don from somewhere in Colorado. Don, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Ed? Uh, sorry to bother you, but I just wanted to give you a word of encouragement because I want to let you know you've been doing a good job. I appreciate your your teachings and your speakings, and I know a lot of times as a pastor, you know, we never have people who want to to pray for us, and I just just want to just say, just keep doing what you're doing because God's going to continue to order your steps, and we appreciate you out here in, in Colorado, and, and uh, you've been doing a good job, and I just want to let you know I appreciate you, and just keep doing what you're doing, and and just know that God's always going to be with you, and just don't give up. Thanks, brother. And uh, this Appreciate pretty much you. that was it. I just wanted to just give you some words. I receive it. Just keep going. I receive just never it. give up. Thank you, man. God You're bless welcome. you. And have a blessed day. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, and I would just extend that, Don, uh, beyond myself, and to those you, uh, those of you listening, you pastors, uh, pastors' wives, Pastors, kids, uh, those of you that volunteer and serve in your church, perhaps you're in spiritual leadership, uh, the word of the Lord through our brother Don is valid for you too. 
Uh, don't quit and keep doing what you're doing as unto the Lord. Uh, you are making a difference. I was a little bit of our Bible study last night uh, where we we serve and, and don't see any noticeable difference. And I, I, I think that that uh, is a common, um, it, unfortunately, it's too all too common. Uh, but like the farmer, uh, when you plant a seed, you don't see immediate results. And just as you're serving the Lord, Paul used the, the picture of a farmer. Um, you may not see immediate results right away, but keep going. Put your hand to the plow and don't look back. So I received that for myself, and I want it, didn't want it to come through me to encourage you that are listening. Because I know what you're doing for the Lord, the life that you're living is not easy. It's not easy. Let me just acknowledge that. Nobody lives an easy life. Even the ones that think they're living easy because they're in disobedience or they think they're getting, it looks like they're getting away with something. They're in the worst condition because they're living self-deceived lives. So it doesn't matter who it is. Everyone has trials and troubles, and the best thing to do is to bring them to the Lord. Great stuff, Don. I receive it, and I give it away as well. All right, let's move on to the next phone call. Is Peggy calling from Denver, Colorado. Peggy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Um, I'm Hi. calling to ask for prayer for uh, my coworker. Just had a baby, baby Caleb. Uh, yes. He was born seven weeks premature. He's oh. only about a week old now, and he is suffering from seizures. And the doctors mm. are having a hard time finding the correct medicine that would hopefully help him. So he needs healing. Yes. Do you and know I, the baby's and I name? I just would ask the listening audience to pray for baby Caleb. Caleb, you did say that, and I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to add a name to that. I'm going to. We're going to. I want to also pray for baby Theo. Uh, I visited Theo last week at Children's Hospital. Baby Theo was born with half a heart. And I think that means half of a functioning heart. And they uh-huh. did surgery on him, and they did the procedure that's needed to get things in order. He's going to have a series of three or four procedures in his young life. And it was successful. So we want to keep praying for him, and we want to pray for Caleb. So God, we pray for okay. Caleb right now as Peggy brings him to us. And now we go together to the throne room of, of you, God, where we're going to find hope and help in our time of need, the throne room of grace. and. And again, once again, we're thankful for the medical community, for the trained women, men and women that are uh, just so smart when it comes to surgery and sicknesses and medicine. Uh, you've given them such wisdom to f- find and diagnose and even treat different, different things. And, and I pray that they would be able to find the right medicine that, that will alleviate these seizures. seizures. Of course, God, we pray for your healing hand. You can heal through doctors, and you can heal supernaturally. Uh, you can heal. Every healing comes from you. No matter how it's found, every healing comes from you. You're Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we pray for little Caleb and his family all the time that they're spending at hospitals and doctor visits, and uh, maybe medical bills are, are mm-hmm. you know stacking up, and uh, now that's stress and fear and Everything about it, God, we pray for him and his family. And we pray for Theo, uh, mom and dad, and, and grandma and grandpa that came out from New Mexico, God. We just look forward to hearing of what you're going to continue to do in Theo's life. And we want to once again thank you for the successful surgery uh, and ask for you to continue to have your hand upon uh, Theo, Caleb. And man, I was at the hospital. There's so many kids. There are so many families that have sick kids. And... Um, 
Heal them, Lord, and strengthen them, and let them go home and live lives that honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. They have a great friend okay. in you, Peggy, so thank well, you. Well, I'll call back and let you know as it gets better. Oh, thank you. That's That would be great. We'd love to hear that. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. Got wide open lines. Uh, not not really uncommon. So if you want to grab an open line, you can. Got a text question uh, that says, what can you do if people make fun of you for being a believer? Uh, what can you do uh, that, what can you do when people make fun of you as a believer? Well, Jesus put it this way. Let me read to you from the New Living Translation. You have heard that the law of Moses, this is Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard that the law of Moses says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as a true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust. If you love only those that love you, what good is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So what do we do when people make fun of us? Well, first thing is not to take it personally. Um, we uh, That's a hard one. Uh, it's, not as, it's not as easy as it sounds, but we need to develop a thick skin and keep a soft heart because not everybody loves Jesus Christ and they're and they're not Jesus said if they hated me they're going to hate you too uh, and and so you're walking in the path of your savior Jesus but if you take it personally you might respond personally you know if you let it get to you then you may turn around and and uh, you you may turn around and do something that you're going to regret and and so we you want to love them and serve them and ignore them and just try to sidestep the, the 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 goofiness. I remember when I got saved, man. All my friends I used to party with. I want to say all. That's that's not true. Many of them uh, that I worked with turned on me in a heartbeat. Man, they started making fun of me. One dude, I was walking. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that that we spent a lot of time together. You know, the so-called friends because you party with them, you think that you're friends, uh, which really aren't your friends at all. Um, they're just using you or, or enjoying, you know, sinning with you. But, um, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't give my life for them when I wasn't saved. I wouldn't give my life for them and they definitely wouldn't give their life for me. You know, I had some good friends that would, um, but most of the people I party with, we were just party buddies. And, and this guy I worked with, I worked with a lot of young people uh, in the ambulance industry for many years and party with a lot of young people. Um, I remember one time getting off of work and walking to my car in the parking lot and the dude came up, uh, his name is Sal. He came up and he knocked my Bible out of my hand and said, okay, what are you going to do now? Bible boy or something along those lines. And man, I'm telling you, I was so mad and I was so angry at him. And I just picked up my Bible and I said, I do follow God. And, and, you know, Sal, you need to as well. And, you know, I tried to share with him, but he was just mocking me and cussing me out as we left. It's crazy because I work with the guy. I was going to see him the next day. Um, and, and so walk in the spirit. Be careful not to take it personally. Uh, you're probably going to get mad and you're probably going to be upset and you know you pr- it probably will be personal, um, but the Lord is the Lord is faithful. He loves you. And be careful. Don't retaliate. Don't return evil for evil, Jesus says. Love them. Bring in breakfast one morning. Uh, you know, if it's a work 
workplace or if it's family, you know, love your family, um, find ways to love them. And if they don't want anything to do with you, which is kind of weird, you know, people are like that where they separate and cut you off and block you on Facebook and that kind of stuff. They don't want anything to do with you. Just pray for them. Pray for them. The Lord hears your prayers. 303-690-3000. Josh is calling from Severance, Colorado. Josh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah, I just had a question in regards to posture. Okay. And uh, I was in Exodus 19 um, when uh, the, the people needed to be consecrated. Um, it needed to be cleansed. And that seemed to, yes. I think that was like a two or three day process. And then God was on the mountain and he set rules upon them not to touch the mountain because they'd be struck down. Yes. And as, I'm, as a Christian, I think I've taken advantage of the fact that I, I treat him as a buddy, like somebody I would throw my arm around. And yes. Um, just as I get dig more into the Word, um, I just feel like there's more respect that he deserves. I agree. Um, but it, it, it's hard for me to articulate what, what my posture should be uh, to him. So I, well, let, let's talk about it. Out, yeah, let's talk yeah. about it out loud a little bit. I mean, I think that the posture uh, in our relationship with God is the it starts i think here with the simple acknowledgement that god is god in all of his holiness and righteousness and goodness and we are not and we are broken and separated by our own sinfulness and our own weakness and i'm reminded because it's come up in a couple of the proverbs lately uh, where the bible talks about fearing the lord uh, and that that should be the primary posture uh, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, it's the source of knowledge. And yeah. there is a need for us to, to have a real awe and reverence yeah. uh, before, before God. And, and yet, in light of that, as that, the, as that is the beginning stage, um, there are so many different ways to relate to God that he approves of and that he initiates I mean, yeah. he's the one that comes down to our level. He's the one through, remember Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And and Jesus had a friend, relation, friend relationship. He said, I no longer call you servants, I now call you friends. And yeah. there is a friendly relationship that we can have with God in the context of the fear of the Lord. There is a humbling relationship we can have with God. There is a confident relationship we can have with God. There is, I mean, it can, it can run the whole gamut of your yeah. relationship with him. And, and I think in these times, like you're experiencing right now, you're reading a lot of the holiness of God and what was required in the old covenantal system in order to approach God. You know the, right. the the good news is is that we're not under the old covenant anymore, right. Um, right. because God has brought a new covenant. But He doesn't make Him non-holy, and it doesn't right. make Him uh, non. But at the cross of Jesus Christ, remember the veil was torn, and now He's approachable, and He actually invites us to approach Him. He invites yeah. us in uh, through His Son Jesus Christ. So I think what God's doing in you right now is very normal, and you're right. Sometimes we can be very buddy uh, buddy with God and lose sight of the fact that uh, he is God 
I mean, he's not our, he, he's, he's not our buddy um, sitting in the car with us. He's, he's God. And at the same time, he's relatable to us. So there's a tension in that, um, but it's normal. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, you know, when you look at Exodus as well, or I'm sorry, Revelation, it's amazing. Uh, it describes the walls of of his kingdom, the, the doors made of, of solid pearl. I'm a mason, and uh, when they talk about uh, building or any of structures, like the foundations of those walls are made of, of pure diamonds, uh, if I remember correctly in Revelation. And I just, that's somebody that deserves a lot of respect. And um, yes. I, I think where I'm starting to begin with this is, uh, there's humility that I think for yes. me in my journey and, and my journaling, uh, recently has really hit home. Um, for me, I, I know pride has been something I have struggled with, uh, definitely. So, um, it's just exciting. He's, he's so gentle with me. Uh, he doesn't look down upon me or, or say I'm, I'm not, uh, measuring up to standards. So I don't feel that, but it's, it really is speaking to me that he is uh, a God of the universe, the beginning and the end. Um, he knows all the details from past to present and in the future. I mean, he's intimate with everything and it's just, uh, I could go on and on. It, it it's yes. just so exciting and, and, uh, it makes me want to just share it with, uh, people that are interested as well. So, and that's his intent. You know, his intent is that we would be so caught up in his love that we we can't hold it, we we can't hold back, and yeah. we want to not only experience it but also express it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking my phone call, and um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Really good calls. What a great show today. I mean, it's always a great show, but super good. Let's move on to Ray. Ray's in Denver. Ray, welcome to the program. Pastor Ed, how's it going? You remember me, I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of Rays in life, Uh, which Ray are I used to go to Calvary, Aurora, so... Ray, Uh, you are serving with... um, You were serving... um, uh, with what's his name before he before the church um, shut down? Come on! Oh, Adam! Yeah, Adam! Yes, yeah. of course I know who you so are. Then right? I went what's over up? to help uh, uh, Pastor John over at Legacy. It's been pretty good. Is that where you are now? What's that? Is that where you are now with John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's been a, a good man. Been good. Yeah, I love that church. What can I do so, for you? Hey, I got a quick question, man. I got stumped the other day. Someone asked me who invented sin and where did sin come from? And I was just like, Ugh. you know, I got stuck. <laughs> you got stuck? Where, where do you think yeah. it came from? Well, I, I gave an answer. I mean, I said that, you know, I, I said that it came from the fall. It started from then. It started with pride. It started with, you know, Satan is the original sinner, you know. And that's that was the answer I gave. So, and it was, you know, but the unbeliever, they're kind of like, eh. So that's all. That's all I had. <laughs> well, sin was initiated by by the devil. I mean, his yes. pr- he manifested pride uh, in the presence of God. 
Uh, and the source of that pride came from his free will, uh, his ability to choose. God created angels with a free will and created humans with a different type of free will, I believe. Uh, he created the, the angelic realm with a free will that seemed to have one choice. And once they made that one choice, their, their future was sealed forever. Whereas you and I have a free will that we are able to make many different choices. Uh, and, and so with, with Lucifer bringing down deception from heaven, because he was expelled from heaven, he influenced Eve and Adam uh, to make choices against God. And when Adam sinned, the Bible puts the blame on him. Uh, in his rebellion against God and eating the forbidden fruit that sin originated or initiated through Adam, and because of one man's sin, we all suffer. Yeah, so the devil the devil came up with, with starting it all, because pride, there's a lot of things with it, and I, had, I also mentioned the free will thing, because they always say, well, God must have invented it now. God gave free will to choose. God allows sin to, you know, exactly. sin will show, you know, sometimes it shows love, but sometimes it shows mercy. There's a way to glorify God through your you, you hit it on the head. That, that's an important phrase. God created the opportunity, and the opportunity was good. So the ability to make a choice is good. That's how God created Adam, and that's how God created Eve. That's a good thing. How they used it was not good. No, and that was a that's a key insight that people miss because they they put the blame of sin. Um, even many scholars today put the blame of sin on God, uh, and in some really weird theological doctrines that that really do not make biblical sense. And sin, God is not the author of sin. And ever. sin is still a choice today. I said it's still a choice. You don't have to do it. You know, you feel like doing it, but you don't have to. You can stop and just say no, and God will give you the power to to not do it. Most of the time, you know, sometimes if you're saved, if you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, that's true. But if you're an unbeliever, all you do is sin. Oh, even yeah. your moral, yeah. even your moral decisions are out of a sinful nature. Uh, and, and even that's why even people listening right now, Ray, that say, well, I'm a good person. Uh, you're, you, you aren't a good person based upon the standard of Christ. Yeah. Uh, you might do good things. But good things aren't going to make you or get you into heaven, uh, and and so you answered great, man. You did great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I thought I blew it. <laughs> yeah, well, you good know to hear is. from you, man. God bless you, brother. Hey, God bless you. Good to hear from you. Bye. All right, bye bye. Hey, we're coming up on the end of the program today, man. It goes by so fast. Okay, I'm gonna. We got a couple minutes. We're gonna we're gonna squeeze in Nate. Nate has an encouragement for Peggy. Nate, welcome to the program. You've got two minutes. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I just wanted to put out some encouragement to Peggy and baby Caleb when she was talking about him having seizures and the doctors don't know what to put him on. Well, I had a, I have a baby that just turned four on Monday, and when he was born, after being three weeks old, he started having seizures, so... A great blessing goes out to the Children's Hospital and their team. And yes. found out he had a rare form of epilepsy, so at four months old he had brain surgery. And wow. they told him he would never walk or talk or crawl or do anything. And, well, now he's four years old and he runs faster than my uh, my seven-year-old. And he, he's doing great. 
Well, thank you not only for sharing that with Peggy and Caleb's family, but also with sharing for people that, you know, while we love and appreciate doctors, they're not always right. Yeah. And, and it, you know, we hope it's so good. I, I'm just glad that you held out hope and now your kids running around, running the place, and God is able to trump even a doctor's diagnosis or a doctor's, you know, difficult, uh, discouraging news. Like we, we can't lose hope. If you're listening right now in a hospital room, maybe your loved one's in a coma or you've got this diagnosis that then the doctor says, well, you know, your baby's never going to do that. Hang on to the Lord. Trust him because God loves you and loves the person that's in your life. And, and let this testimony be a strong strength to you that don't give up hope. Thanks for calling yeah. me. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. We're glad that you did. We're coming to the end of the show. Uh, it is a it is a solemn day in Aurora, Colorado, as we remember the the theater shooting. But we're thankful for God's faithfulness, uh, and we pray for the families that lost loved ones. We pray for the survivors. We prayed by name uh, for those that we have a list of that were a part of our church. Um, some of them are still part of our church. Many of them have moved on into different things. I see some missionaries, church planters. Um, some of them are still with us and uh, very grateful to be a small part of their lives. So may the Lord bless you today and encourage you. I just, I hope you don't lose heart. I know you might have heard something or your situation's so difficult that you're just ready to lose heart, but don't give up. Wait for the will of the Lord. Don't take things into your own hands. Wait, wait, wait until God's perfect will is performed. Thanks for letting me be a part, small part of your life. I count it an honor and a privilege. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.